Yeah, g'day and welcome to the Two Jacks as part of your Patreon service for the Conditional Release Program. And I am here today with uh, Hong Kong Jack. G'day, Hong Kong Jack. G'day, Jack. How are you? Yes, and I'm Jack the Insider. I'm very well, thank you. And I know you're very well. We've been having a bit of a chat before we started. How are things in Hong Kong with COVID? There's been a bit of a been a bit of a balls up in the quarantine, hasn't there? There has. You know, Hong Kong used to be known, amongst other things, to Disneyland for grown-ups and, and the bit of Asia where everything worked. Um, but that's not really working quite well at the moment. Not working, no. Um, the, uh, the Penny Bay Quarantine Centre, um, uh, which will never end up being a five-star resort, um, uh, it's, it's been a complete shambles. We've had people uh, having no food for a day, no oh, power, mm. no mobile phone, and some of them being kept extra days because, well, we can't find your paperwork. You know, Ooh, uh, that does um, sound. So it's it, it's got a bit of the Long Bay's about it, uh, Jack. It does, got a bit of the Long Bay jail around it. Yeah, so and that's not the way it's supposed to be. We've got incoming, no. we've got incoming um, travellers, and and one or two people have been uh, pulled up for um, uh, for uh, COVID infection in Hong Kong, and that's where they end up in Penny yeah, Bay, they and essentially they in Dongas. Yeah, in Dongas. Anyway, that's that's sort of caused a fair bit of amusement around town, as has the decision to cull 2,000 hamsters. I read this, yes. This is um, uh, seems to be a bit rough on hamsters. There's one particular pet shop where, where a bloke got COVID and then they went in and tested some hamsters and some of them had COVID too. Yes, and they can't work out whether... The bloke gave the hamsters COVID or the hamsters gave the bloke COVID. So they decided to cull a couple of thousand hamsters and other small uh, pets. Other small rodents, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, uh, that too has caused a great deal of consternation. I mean, look, look, they had trouble culling the feral pigs that, that, that are all over Hong Kong. Um, because the, the animal rights people don't like that. So culling 2,000 hamsters, little, little people's pets, is not very popular. Not very popular, I would imagine. Tough time to be a hamster in Hong Kong. It is. Yes, but so, well, while we're on COVID, I, I had the news on last night, and just for a second or two there, I was beginning to wonder, the Aussie news, I was beginning to wonder whether Mark McGowan's dad was a flash, flashingly good golfer and his dad invented the burrito as well. Um, well look, they're, they're, we, we did, we, I have been critical of McGowan. There are some peculiar issues about Western Australia, issues, I might say, that should have been solved by government, including his, um, but their health service is not in good shape. No. And so they, they, they have that to... to consider it's a it's a reasonably large city um not as big as sydney and melbourne of course bigger than adelaide um but the population density is uh, quite the same as uh, sydney and melbourne and they've got a public service uh, sorry a public transport system uh that relies on three lines so so essentially everyone's going on the same train to the same place so this is actually a bit of a nightmare scenario on top of the fact that they have hospitals that are uh, well there hasn't been enough of there are not there haven't been enough of them built uh, in McGowan's time and in his predecessors time so there are some peculiar issues there um, I know West Australians are quite happy with with the way things are. But they, those problems that they've got, the, the issue with it is that they, those those problems aren't going to get solved in the next three months when they've got to go. When when at some point they've got to open up, they're, they're, they're talking about 
after the after the third jab reached 80%. Well, they're at 28% now. So it's going to be a fair time before they can uh, talk about opening up. They do have some peculiar issues there that people from the East don't necessarily contemplate. Um, but at the same time, you would think that those issues, uh, as serious as they are, can't be can't be resolved in the space of uh, of a month or two in government. Should have been done in the last ten or fifteen years. Not enough hospitals in in, in Perth. That's the problem. The I think he's facing the same problem that all of the zero COVID areas face, which is to what do you do about Omicron? And, you know, I don't think we know the answer here. Um, the government's running around trying to maintain um, its, its very good test and trace system. Mm. Um, but it's easy to see that that would be overwhelmed if the numbers are in the numbers you have in Victoria yeah. and New South Wales, for instance. Yeah, there, would, there wouldn't be enough public servants here to do the test and trace in those sort of numbers. Look, uh, there is really just that issue of just kicking it down the road. Now, what mm. would the benefits be of kicking down the road? Maybe, maybe the, the, some of the pharmaceutical companies will start to develop uh, antiviral treatments that are more effective than the ones that are in well, place Pfizer, now. Well, Pfizer, Pfizer, Pfizer has one of Yeah, so you'd expect yeah. to see more and more development along that mm. line, along those lines. But other than that, you really do get the sense of you're just delaying what is going to be a pretty awful situation. Well, here here in Hong Kong, if they delay it long enough to get our over eighty vaccination rates up to sixty or seventy or eighty yeah. percent, that would be that would be worthwhile. You know, yeah, so, we, who knows? One of those things that we are seeing more and more about Omicron is, you know, that 60-plus age group uh, of infection, you know, where, where infection becomes a, a very problematic uh, and can lead to hospitalisation. Thanks for that cheery news. <laughs> so it's not the kids. We thought it might be the kids and thought, oh, thank Christ. We're out of it. We're out of it this time. As, but no, it's, as a bloke who's 66, I'm really pleased to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> it is the case that as you get older, you know, those risks uh, just increase. Uh, and uh, and so, it, so it is with Omicron, as you would expect, to be honest, with yeah. pre-existing health conditions and all those sorts of things that you do carry around with age. You and I got, got one of each. Yeah, one of each. Anyway, look, we want to move on to the UK because uh, – Boris is in a bit of trouble. We've been watching this pretty closely. Um, now, there's a challenge, and the Conservatives, the Tories, they have a process for a leadership uh, a leadership challenge, and it's they been do. in place for a long time. Would you like to explain it for me? Well, there's been various versions of it in place for over, over the years, but in a nutshell... To get a challenge up, you've got to find 15% of the parliamentary party to sign a letter um, yeah. saying that they have no confidence in the Prime Minister. That number is 54 in the current makeup of the uh, Tory party in and, Westminster. And what, what, that would be about a, six, uh, a sixth of the party? Or no, not quite as much as that. 15% is required. Now, no one knows whether they've got that or not. Um, and that goes to what they call the 1922 committee, which is really just the parliamentary office bearers. Um, uh, if Boris, if if they get that number of 54, there has and, to be and a... there is a spill, yeah. <laughs> there has to be a spill, a no-confidence vote of the party room. And if Boris gets 50%, then no-one can challenge for 12 months. Mm. Mm. Um, 
if he gets less than 50%, that's it. Yeah, it goes. It yeah, goes. Obviously, yeah. It goes. And then there is a process to choose a new leader. And the way that works is you have a series of votes in the parliamentary party until you whittle the number of candidates down to two. And then that decision between those two goes to the, the party generally, not just the parliamentary party, but every member of every service. Every financial right. member of the party. Yeah, everyone, everyone who's been a member for three months at least. Right of the Conservative Party in the UK gets to vote on that. And that takes some little while. In the meantime, the existing Prime Minister, or if he resigns, someone who is appointed by the Queen to replace him, um, stays as the, as the Prime Minister. It's, 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 it's a complex um, uh, it process, is. but... The results are, are the same, and you know that when just when you look at these, uh, when they look at the issues of spills anywhere, that if, for example, Boris gets fifty five percent of the party, there's still forty five percent of them who want him gone, and they will hunt him down. So you know, so while he might survive, the next twelve months could be extremely difficult for him. It could, it could be. In fact, Theresa May got. 50% of the vote, a bit over 50% of the vote. Yeah. Uh, and, and that entitles her to protection from the rules for 12 months, but she was gone in six. Yeah, that's right. And she was looking over her shoulder from, from that yeah. time on, you yeah. know, and, and that's just that's just the way it goes. Now, yeah. the, the plotters are what we call the Red Wall Tories, and what it's, it's a, a, a very modern term. Uh, essentially media contrived, of Tories from the Midlands all the way up to Scotland who hold uh, seats that were, that, that were where they came to power in the, 20, uh, in the 2019 election and Labor lost a hell of a lot of those seats that were traditionally theirs. And they call it the Red Wall. Uh, well, it, it, was called, it was called the Red Wall because that was the thing that um, kept the Labor Party relevant because they had a whole a bunch of seats up there um, effectively a wall where they won every time. Um, um, uh, and Yes, uh, that's right. So, so Labor, and, is, and, and, and Labor is, as it is here, is the, is the red and, and Tories the blue. Tories uh, the blue. Uh, but but and, the, red and, wall, and, uh, the red wall broke. Well, fell. The red yeah. wall fell, the red wall because, fell. Because Boris had an appeal to working class um, Labor well, voters. Brexit-driven. But partly Brexit driven, they wanted Brexit done, and he was the man who got Brexit done. Um, but not just Brexit done; his appeal to the working class voters was greater than the appeal of the Labor Party, the British Labor Party generally, who's who's sort of abandoned working class voters to a large extent. But, but the plotters themselves, uh, known as Red Wall Tories, have, have yep. taken these Labor seats, have taken the, 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 the Red Wall down. They're all on pretty narrow margins, a lot of them. Yep. And and they are plotting because they are looking even now to 2024 uh, for the next election, thinking that their chances are looking pretty slim under Boris. They are essentially a fairly young group, the plotters themselves, and uh, and very, very ambitious. But the the issue about their ambition is that it may not come to anything. They, they sort, of, sort of sit on the... Uh, well, what might, might be called the, the, the blue uh, balsa wood wall because uh, that's going to come down. That will come down, you know, whether it's uh, Lib Dems or Labor who take those seats, they will come down at the next election in some shape or form. Uh, 
Well, a, a lot of them would. A lot of them would have anyway, or some of them yeah. would have anyway. Yeah. But their only real prospect of being re-elected, um, uh, and this seems strange when they're, they're plotting to get rid of Boris. But Boris is their best chance to get re-elected because I can't think of another Tory leader other than Boris who could win those red wall seats. Well, I just looked at some polling in those red wall seats and uh, I think they're saying all but two or three of them would be wiped out. Yeah. You know, it's not just, it's not just Labor, Labor pickups and, and there is an issue about Sakir Starmer as the Labor leader, opposition leader, and whether he's cutting through in those areas. But... Um, but there's certainly a huge amount of dissatisfaction with the Tories in at, those at the mo- traditional the labour areas. Yeah, at the moment. I mean, but, but and, and the Tories have got some some competent people who could replace Boris as Prime Minister and who could shore up the the Tory base. But Boris, I think, is probably the only one who can go up there in the red wall and actually win seats because he's got a. He's got a, he's got an, an uncanny ability to connect with people who you wouldn't on, on, on the surface you wouldn't think he would be able to. Connect yeah, with. I think there's always a sort of um, uh, use by date on on, on yeah. that sort of thing. You know, with that sort of populism, uh, when you win people over, it's really hard to keep them. Although John Howard was able to keep the, um, uh, uh, you know, he, he he won seats in the outer outer suburbs of Sydney, Melbourne, and Brisbane. That Labor had thought were theirs, and he was able to keep them, keep a lot of them, for two or three elections. So I mean, yeah. it is possible. Oh, and well, we could talk about the luck he had. He did, he did ride his luck quite a yep. lot there. Um, but yeah, look, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll just see. Plenty, I mean, plenty, might plenty be, of luck in politics. Oh, you need, you, 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 def, you definitely need it. You know, <laughs> and, and and sometimes that luck can come come from great big global events that yep. that really are beyond uh, the, the control of the you know domestic issues and the domestic leaders. Um, but we're going to have to keep an eye on it. Boris, we're not sure yet if the spill will be called. Uh, they do have, I think, that I do think that would, it would look very likely that they have the numbers to call a spill and it just depends on the result then. And then if Boris comes away with just a middling victory, you know, you walk away wounded and you could be hunted down pretty quickly and it has happened many, many times in politics before. And right within Cabinet, some of the Cabinet, his fellow Cabinet members are... You know, one of them. One of them said last week. You know, it's a question of whether he goes now, whether he goes later. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. So, so there is some. There is, there is some, that. There is. He's, he may not be a dead man walking, but he is. He has got a bit of a limp. Yeah, he ha- he's certainly got a bit of a limp. He's limping quite badly. But, um, but it's you know, people can survive these things in politics. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. It, uh, I, mean, I mean, most most of us would give up. You know, um, it requires an immense amount of mental toughness to be a politician because every day you get out of bed and you go um, you go to work and you know there's going to be people who are just desperate to believe. Wants you. your job, does it? Wants your job and do anything to get it, <laughs> and do anything to get it, and it doesn't matter which party you're in. That's the truth. I mean, most of us would. Facing a day like that would pull the doona back over our heads and stay there, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, exactly um, right. Um, exactly but, right. But but, but, yeah, but Boris has been through that process himself, of course. You know, he's been the aspirant, and uh, and and uh, so I, I don't know that he and Theresa May would be exchanging Christmas cards all that often, would they? No, no, no. Uh, and that's so, so. That's what happens, you know. So, but, but even even Boris, the king. 
even Boris's supporters are saying, well, you know, people who who, who are very fond of him, and there's plenty of those, um, uh, are saying perhaps it's all over. So it's it's going to be interesting to watch, but very hard to pick. You know, I mean, that, 